again, everybody, and welcome back to Simi Pro. Today, me, Josh, and our good friend, Daniel Savage, all watched Attack of the Clones. And I hate it here. Josh, you're doing this one by yourself. Why are we here? This is... Suffer. suffer. <laughs> like, like, we watched Phantom Menace, and I was like, yeah, this is this is bad. But at least it's there's some fun stuff, and it's kind of enjoyable and, and whatnot. Yeah, I like A New Hope. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing Yeah, I, I, I enjoy Star Wars 2, uh, Empire Strikes Back. I wish we watched Empire Strikes Back. I think I might need to after this, just to, like, cleanse my mouth. This, this movie's like a bad... This movie made Phantom Menace feel like The Empire Strikes Back, by comparison. I know there are people who defend this movie, and people who like this movie. I don't know how. My, my sister's a big fan of this movie. Your sister's an idiot. Um, she, she's a big fan of, in particular, the, the Anakin Padme story arc. Wow. She thinks that was... That's the worst, that's the worst part. <laughs> Right, she well, she thinks it's very cute, and I, it's I, not. I, I, it's like, really creepy and weird. Your sister has some things that she may need to have checked out by a psychologist. Yeah, don't let your sister around a ten-year-old kid. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't. I can't fool my sister for that. Um, <laughs> I can. At least, there, at least there's music. At least the music's good. The music is great. That's, true. that's okay. Great for. Actually, I'll say that. I think that's. I think that's the main part. I think that's the main part of the thing that she likes is she thinks that the music for it, the the romantic parts are very is very nice, and I can't entirely disagree with that. Bit. The the sound design in this movie is the one big praise that I will give it. There are a couple of minor praises that I will give later as we go through the plot, um, but the sound design is the one thing where I will say that's really good. Outside of that, I'm pretty sure that's it. As far as things that are yeah. really me, good, me personally, I I really like the uh, the giant praying mantis that uh, that Obi Wan fought. The, okay, the giant praying <laughs> mantis is cool, and the giant yeah, horned like, dog. Now, like a uh, looks like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> I I haven't seen this movie in about like, at least I think ten years. I try and avoid this movie wherever I can, and it is. It, it, man, it just, like, it felt like a kidney stone that I was trying <laughs> to pass. Because it's like, we know we have to watch it for this discussion, but I just don't want to, you know? And so it's like, I've just, I've got to get it over with and rip the band. I, I don't know that I've ever sat all the way through this movie. I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't know that I've ever watched the whole thing. I had, yes, to, I, I had to break it up into parts. So I had to watch a little bit, and then a little bit, and then a little bit, because I was like, I know if I try and watch it in one go, I'm just, I'm either going to fall asleep, stop watching the movie, or uh, do an event horizon and just tear my own eyes out. I thought about just not showing up to record today. Like, I genuinely oh, thought, I would Josh notice if I quit watching this movie and didn't show up for the discussion? Oh, yeah. I, before, I, before I finished it last night, um, I, I, I sat in bed, and I was thinking... Could I get away with just skipping it without, you know, not finishing this thing? Uh, but I, against yeah, my better yes. judgment, you, you I, I could have. Because <laughs> Daniel didn't. Judgment. Daniel didn't watch the movie, and here he That's is. True, not not one bit. 
No, Daniel. Daniel made the smart. Daniel's the real winner here. It's true. Um, this is how I win. I did break down the plot, so we can. I, I took notes as I was watching, and I fell. Asleep, I only fell asleep and twice. I, uh, um, I looked up trivia on IMDb. Ah, okay. So Daniel's gonna be Daniel the trivia man, and we're gonna talk about. Uh, what is the name of this movie? Attack of the Clones. We're gonna talk about Star uh, Wars. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack on Titan. Uh, the CGI in this movie is very good when it's full CGI. The ships in space look gorgeous. The ships flying through the cities look gorgeous. Um, and there's this opening shot yeah, as the ships are Christopher Lee on a speeder, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> yes, Christopher Lee <laughs> running on a speeder at the end of the movie. Great scene. Um, so the opening shot of this movie, Padme and her ship, she's a senator now, she's no longer a, a queen or whatever, I don't know what the well, difference they, is. The, the, they say that the queen has terms, mm-hmm. which is a very, that, that just feels like George Lucas was, was going insane again. Well, it feels like Princess Leia in the original trilogy wasn't really a princess, and so we've got to do the same thing here. So the queen's on, it's, I don't know, it's weird, the queen is elected so it's basically it's a democracy, but the queen is elected. It's it's really odd. But anyway, so she's no longer the queen. Now she's a senator. She's she's going into Coruscant, and the the shots of the city look great. The shots of the ship look great. R two D two still there, and it's stupid that he's still in these movies. Doesn't make any sense. Just give the guy a break. Um, the ship blows up pretty quickly in, in the beginning of the movie like the ship lands and then it explodes and Padme lets yet another decoy die for her like I what's with her and these decoys I don't well they, they seem to be very effective I mean I guess that's true this girl is being killed a lot and I don't understand why people aren't putting a, a more of an end to it or questioning why so many people want to kill this one senator well, but- they uh they assign uh, Anakin and Obi Wan to her to protect her, and Anakin off the bat is just like this is the only time I agree with him. He's just like someone's tried to kill her like sixteen times now. Shouldn't we probably try and do something about that? Like preemptively go out and maybe catch someone. And Obi Wan's just like, no, nah, it's cool. Yeah, Obi Wan does not want to until Obi Wan does want to go and catch the killer, in which case. <laughs> He does, but that doesn't happen for a few minutes. And we're going to go in detail about the plot to kill Padme in this movie. I still don't know, after watching <laughs> this and Phantom Menace, what the Separatists want or who they are. Like, I know they're these group of people who, who want to take down the Republic, but I don't know why or what their goals are or what... Like, what does it mean? What do you... Like, I know what it means to be a Nazi, right? I don't know what it means to be a Separatist. Like, I means, guess... It, um... You know, well, it, they're separate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got that part. They want to separate from the Republic, but why? Well, they, they're, they're evil bug people who, like, I don't know. This, this isn't a fault with Attack of the Clones. I can't hold it against the movie too much. I can. But I, I will, because I don't like this film. Um, but why, why do all the bad guys inherently look like just complete evil? <laughs> Like why did a why, why did bad guys have to look like bug people with red eyes and well the bug people at the end person. of the movie are the Geonosians so on the right, pl- those are just people from the planet they're from 
Right, but even the the uh, what are they called? Nuke Gunray or whatever <laughs> the rest of them are called. But right. they, they look exactly. inherently evil. And I'm thinking in the first movie, these guys went, yeah, these are good people that we should do business with. That's fun. Yeah, but what? Like, like the does the Trade Federation just want more money for their trades? If so, put a tariff on them and give them more money and avoid the war that's going to cost infinitely more. I don't understand what what the what the goal here is. I will say this movie feels a little more war-y than the last one. Like the last one felt like it was kind of setting up what this movie did. And I respect that for actually having some setup and payoff between Phantom Menace and this movie. That seems to be where it ends. Like it ends there. Uh, the setup and payoff does. Because there's a lot well, of stuff I, they set up in that movie that they don't pay off in this one or the next one. Um, I, I respect I respect some stuff in this movie. In particular, I respect a lot about how uh, the Jedi are idiots. Which I think is genuinely intentional. I, I see. I don't, I don't think she's... it is in this movie. I think it was in the last movie, but they're not played like that. It doesn't I, feel intentional in this one. I think. I think. I think it is. I think I'm with Josh. I think it is intentional. I think it's just. I think George Lucas it, is just an idiot, and he just went <laughs> he way overcompensated and just went way over the top with it to the point where it right. seems unintentional. See, in the I, last movie, it well feels done. it. It feels genuinely like the Jedi are these idiots. They're they're not prepared for what they're doing. You know, they come up on these these battle droids and they they instantly just run away because they don't know how to handle it. But in this movie, they're just slicing everything up and they're doing all of the right things. It's just like somebody smarter than them is in charge. Whereas in the last one, it I feels like all the right things until they get fucking murdered by a bunch of bug people or whatever. That's this is true. This is an excellent point. But then they have clones just ready to go. But we'll get to that in a minute because I'm still confused. Uh, we at this <laughs> point, uh, Padme gets escorted to a hotel room. The Jedi Council assign Obi Wan and Anakin to protect her. Obi Wan seems to hate Anakin. And so do I. Like we both just hate this guy. <laughs> it's it's I, it's I, so I weird. Just really tired of him. He like. <laughs> Everything that Anakin says, I was just like, I really don't care. <laughs> I really couldn't give a shit. Well, then like, you compare that with Alec Guinness. I, I wish Darth Maul had cut you in half instead of Liam Neeson. You He's just sitting there and he keeps on going, I, I wish you crashed in that pot of <laughs> It should have been you. <laughs> it should have been you. <laughs> you compare that with how Obi-Wan talks about Anakin to Luke in New Hope, and he's like, he was a great friend and a great pilot and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like in this movie, he hates everything that he does. And I really don't blame him because it's all bad and annoying. He's just he's just thinking the entire time in this movie. He keeps on going in his head. I could have been with Saboba right now. <laughs> and I also think, and I don't know if this is intentional or not. And I sent this to you yesterday. Josh, just to get your opinion so you weren't just completely blown out of the water when I brought this up. I think Anakin may be written, and this is not me trying to like push insults or anything like that. I genuinely think Anakin may be intentionally written to be autistic in this movie. And I don't like, I don't know if it's just so poorly written that that's how he comes across or if it's intentional. May possibly <laughs> like it's like well, I don't I don't I don't think he's written. I, mean, to I don't be... know that it's autistic. It's definitely like he's definitely meant to be written with as like like he's definitely angsty, meant to be written with a person with mental illness. Absolutely. Yeah. 
uh, 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 an I empty person with, with, with little social interaction. I think that is yeah. genuine. I just think George Lucas also never had social interaction. So he <laughs> right. can't write it. He was, he like, was like, projecting. <laughs> Like George Lucas is a crazy person. I mean, it's true, <laughs> but but when you watch it the way, you, if you watch it with that mindset, because I realized it very early on with like the super creepy Padme stuff, I was like, this feels weird. Mm. And then as I kept watching the movie, like the way he talks and the way he moves, and even like his his little like shivers and movements, and and the way he just like snaps on a dime and his and his emotions, like it feels very much like that was the goal. Now, I'm not saying that George Lucas did that intentionally because I really don't think he's smart enough to do that intentionally. Like, I think it was a mistake, but it feels <laughs> intentional, which is really weird uh, and sort of puts this weird taste in your mouth for the whole movie that I don't like. Um, I See, again, I, 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 don't, I don't think that was an idea. I think that was just George Lucas thinking, okay... So he's angsty, you know, he's been a Jedi, so he doesn't have much social interaction, so he, he doesn't really know what he's, like, saying. And then he tried to write that, he just did it very poorly. Yeah, you're like, probably yeah, right. A lot, of, a lot of this movie comes across as someone who knows what they're trying to do, but doesn't know how they're trying to do it. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. And that is um, just perfectly pictured in the scene where... Palpatine hires a bounty hunter to kill Padme, who then <laughs> hires another bounty hunter to kill Padme by putting worms in her window, and then the worms get in her window, so Obi-Wan chases after this bounty hunter, and they catch this bounty hunter, and then that bounty hunter reveals that they're working for another bounty hunter, but oh wait, we weren't supposed to kill Padme the whole time, because the whole purpose for this attack on her, which by the way, they did kill the, the, the decoy, like the decoy is dead. Right, so they could have very easily killed Padme accidentally, but they didn't want to kill Padme because Palpatine later on needs Padme, but they want Obi-Wan to stumble across the clones so that we can start the 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 war. I I I watched this movie yesterday and I still do not understand the 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 goal of the villains in it. Like, I mean, like, I, I, I I get I the goal. The goal is for Obi Wan to find the clones so that we can start a war. But there are so many loose ends there that it's like just, just send him an like send him an email and say, hey, I like, found yeah, some clones. I feel, like, I feel like there are much easier ways to start a war. Like, yeah, there I mean, are. I mean, nowadays, I like, like someone could start I, I, a war on the internet. <laughs> I also don't understand the purpose of starting a war when the end goal is like, like the point of the clones is hey we'll give these guys an army and then from this army we'll betray them when they least expect it but they were on the loot like what happens if you don't give them the clones you overrun them with clones and robots like you just destroy them no now thing. like what's the point in what yeah, like I know like Chancellor Palpatine wanted to wait until he had like full power so that he could take over and become an emperor but isn't he given emergency power here yeah and then and then he still doesn't do anything <laughs> Jar Jar gives him emergency power because Jar Jar has to be in this movie it's right that's just because he's a Sith Lord he's not in this movie right, as he... much which I will say is is an improvement it it does go to prove that Jar Jar is not the thing that made Phantom Menace bad because this movie is worse mm. than that one. Um, but yeah, so so the scene where Obi-Wan and Anakin are chasing the bounty hunter through traffic is 
the scene where I realized that the special effects in this movie don't hold up the same way that the special effects from Phantom Menace do. Because um, it's all done on a blue screen. The CGI is fantastic. The sound design is fantastic. Everything's got this weird glossy coat to it, like like early CGI had, um, which makes it look a little weird. But other than that, it's still pretty good. But the, the actual blue screen effect is so poorly done just throughout all of this scene. And it feels really weird because the shadows are off. Like, very off. And you would think in a movie like this, with this kind of budget, they would know that your shadows are important when you're doing a blue screen effect. But there will be scenes where they're just out in the open air and there's like a hard shadow on Obi-Wan's face. Um, and so it looks really ugly. And the dialogue is so bad. As they're just riding, you know, Anakin will catch Obi-Wan and then he'll like dive. This is the scene. Okay, this is the scene where I realized Anakin may be autistic. It's the scene where they're flying <laughs> through traffic and he just like bolts down. He just he just puts the ship downwards towards a building and Obi-Wan's like, no, Anakin, no, stop. You're going to crash. What are you doing? And Anakin's just laughing like he's just like, <laughs> and then he just pulls up last and minute and Obi-Wan's like, I hate it when he does that. And it's like that, like, <laughs> like that's so weird. Why? Why include that? Anakin, Anakin has a Joker moment. <laughs> I think. I mean. I think that seems like it was. It was written to be like. Like they have chemistry, but they don't. <laughs> they just don't. Because like, it, seem, it like, seems like like something know. that would be in like a buddy cop movie if they had right, been that, like. If they were like good friends. <laughs> Dan, no, Dan's like, right, oh, man, that, he does this all the time. That, that well, wacky little he does say that, and, and Anakin even says like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Master. I forgot you hated flying." And Obi Wan's like, "I don't mind flying, but what you're doing is suicide." And so I get it, but it's like the weird laughter and the way that Aiden Christensen plays this, this character—it's so weird. This goes back to George Lucas does not understand how people George Lucas work. just doesn't understand human nature. Maybe that's a scene from his real life. You know, maybe he was driving <laughs> Steven Spielberg home from, or David Lynch home from that weird salad restaurant. And he's driving him home and he's just about to crash into a semi-trunk truck. And David Lynch is like, no, Lucas, no. And George Lucas is just laughing maniacally before he turns away really quickly. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe this is a real scene from George Lucas's life, but it's weird and I don't like it. This is, this, this, this is like, I, the, the way to explain this is this whole movie is, is like watching someone who's watched humans try to write a movie. The whole thing, this one especially, less so Phantom Menace, but this one especially feels like a Star Wars fan film. In that it's made by somebody who doesn't go outside and has never spoken to another human being in his life because he's a loser. And all he cares about is Star Wars and he's like, I'm going to make a Star Wars movie and I'm going to put a bunch of Jedis in it and I'm going to shoot the whole thing on a green screen in my basement. Like that's what this feels like. And the dialogue is bad. There's one, there's one thing where um, Obi-Wan's trying to banter with Anakin and he's like, if you would focus as much on your lightsabering skills as you do on your wit, you'd master Master Yoda as a swordsman. It's like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> He's a frog. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> his, his wit is him going, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> it's like, 
I don't. His wit is him saying that he wishes he could wish away his feelings. <laughs> his wit <laughs> is then him ju- taking a shortcut, and Obi Wan gets real mad at him for taking this shortcut, and he's like, "Some shortcut, Anakin! Now you've lost them!" And then Anakin just turns and jumps out of the ship. No warning, nothing. He just jumps out, and then he crashes onto the ship of the second bounty hunter, who is not Jango Fett. And then crashes the ship, and then they go into the bar, and then this is where the death stick scene happens. And then uh, it's the best scene in the whole movie, probably. Um, It's the only one that makes me feel any sort of emotion is when uh, Obi-Wan Jedi mind tricks the the drug dealer. And then they find the, the, the bounty hunter out back behind the bar, and then he's she is about to tell them who hired her and then Django Fett shoots her from the distance. <laughs> Why didn't yeah, Django, Django Fett Django Fett in a clearly recognizable outfit who is aiming not that far away from the two Jedi who both see him and then later turns up in that exact same outfit. I don't understand why Django Fett didn't just kill Padme himself. Or try, but, um, but it goes back to this thing where it's like, we have to have a movie. Like, this scene happens because we have to have a movie later. But at the same time, couldn't Jango Fett have just failed and then disappeared? And then maybe Obi-Wan still finds the dart and we have the exact same set of scenes that happens? It's so weird that a bounty hunter I, was hired I, by somebody to kill Padme, but they didn't want him to actually kill Padme because we need Padme. And then he hires somebody else to kill Padme. But remember, we can't actually kill Padme because we need Padme. Like, it's such a weird, such a weird it, movie. Uh, it, it, it was actually just like a, a practical joke between uh, Django and, and uh, Palpatine. Like, Palpatine went... Hey, we need so I need you to to attempt to kill this woman, but fail. You know she needs to live. And he went, "Oh no, it's fine. I got this. I know. I know this really, really crap bounty hunter. She's, <laughs> she's absolutely. She's never killed anyone. Uh, it, it, trust me, it's going to be so fun. Just, just like keep an eye out. She's going. I bet she's going to use worms or something. It's going to be really weird. <laughs> I bet she'll she'll uh, put these worms into like a a little drone thing, and the the drone will like fly through a window. <laughs> Really yeah, but, no, man, it's, gonna, it's gonna be so funny it's gonna be so funny trust me you're gonna love this but first i'm gonna blow up her ship we'll just see what I'm happens with that one ship. like like we'll I just mean, hope she lives she i mean I, i'm sure she wouldn't what like just stay on the ship or anything he must have had a panic attack when he realized he killed a decoy yeah like that that short bit in between where he thought he killed her he's like oh god i've got what have i done that was a solid decoy too it looks a lot like natalie portman um it, it wasn't just Kira Knightley in the same makeup. And they went, yeah, that, you know, these are, these are two women. They look alike. <laughs> um, the, right around this time is when I noticed that all of this movie is ADR. Um, and so I've just got in my notes, this movie looks, sounds, and feels weird. Like everything feels off. <laughs> everything looks off and everything sounds off because they chose to do the whole thing with ADR, which was a trend that happened around this time in movies. I'm really surprised that all of Phantom Menace isn't ADR. I don't know why it happened. Uh, it was it happened in a lot of British movies, and then it sort of came over here. A lot of the Brosnan James Bond movies are done this way. Um, right. Well, it, it, was, it was a big thing in like a, a Italian cinema because uh, a lot of Italian cinema was 
you get a lot of actors from all over the world and instead of having to try and force these actors to all speak the same language and having it sound off you just have them all say the lines in their natural dialect mm-hmm. and then you get someone uh better to to voice over it all right so it's not as much work um, um it doesn't really work here, we, I, we, it, it, or i don't think it works all the ever. Actors in english i don't but think it works. I, I think there's that there's some instances where i kind of think i like i like it like it, it adds to a movie um this is not one of them no not even a little bit it sounds weird the movie looks sounds and feels weird um uh, so at this <laughs> point anakin takes padme back to naboo her home planet to protect her there, and Obi-Wan goes to track down Jango Fett. So we split up our two... In our buddy cop Star Wars movie, we split up the buddy and the cop. And one of them, they go different places. So it's like, okay, there goes that element that could have been really fun to explore. We're just going to do away with that. And Anakin's going to get really, really creepy with Padme. And he's going to say some really weird, creepy stuff. And he's going to come across... um just weird like when he's talking about obi-wan and how obi-wan won't let him do the things that he wants because he doesn't but he try he, he doesn't like view a, him as an adult and all this kind of stuff it's like yeah it's his job to mentor you like he's training you you're not ready you, you yet are not, you're not an adult like <laughs> you're a 17 year old boy like which how how old is Padme meant to be in this movie? I I'm not sure. She looked the same. I, I'm so I this think, movie but... is this movie takes place ten years after what? Phantom Menace. I'm pretty yeah. sure Anakin was, was eleven. Like, I think she, and I think she was like fourteen or fifteen in that. Mm-hmm. And she just looked like a, a, a eighteen. She just, she just looked like you know. I mean, the grown woman was only like I think sixteen. Okay, so so Padme is 24, Anakin is 19. Yeah, okay, so it's not, like, that big of a difference. It's not... She's not the one who's creepy in this scenario. I think Anakin is. Like, when she's like, please stop... She she says multiple times that that him being obsessed with her makes her incredibly uncomfortable. And he just turns and smiles at her. Like, it's weird. Um, And then we have... My... my, uh, my, Go ahead. My headcanon is that this whole movie is just—it's like—it's like Joker, like it's all in Anakin's head. She—she, uh, she, what actually happened was he came onto her and he immediately, she immediately went, "I do not like you. You make me very uncomfortable." And then went and asked for a different guardian, but in his head, she just stuck around and married him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think something similar that um he was either intentionally or unintentionally just using a Jedi mind trick on her, uh-huh. and essentially just uh, date raping her. See, that would be great. Something like that would be really... I really wish we could have explored Anakin as this, like, like this This Joker character who is this horrible guy because we know he's going to be a horrible guy. Like, why didn't we... Instead of it just being, like, he snaps... He's bipolar and he snaps every now and then, why couldn't he have been, like, the Joker? Like, that would have been... That would have made this movie significantly more interesting. Probably not better, but definitely more interesting. Um... We have what is coming up after Anakin is creepy for a bit. We cut and we just kind of for the next chunk of the movie cut back and forth between Anakin and Obi-Wan doing their various things. And we have what is probably my favorite scene in the in the whole movie. I have in my notes that it's my favorite scene so far, but I don't think anything else is better. And that's the Dexter Jexter scene in the diner. Uh, I love the, the <laughs> classic Dexter diner. <laughs> I love the look 
and the feel of just having this like old school diner, but it's all Star Warsy, and the the waitress droid talks like an old Southern woman. It's it's so good. Like this is this is this this is one of the scenes in this movie where I'm like, this is what this whole trilogy should have been. It should have been stuff like this. Like what did Star Wars look like before it was a dystopian wasteland? This is what I want to see. And so I'm glad we got this. And I like Dexter Jexter. He's really ugly looking. Like the CGI is not great. But he's cool. And his design is cool. And he's all covered in grease because he's been flipping space burgers. I like his mustache too. Like it's... I can't wait for the uh, I can't wait for the Dexter Jexter TV show. I would love a show just set in this diner. Solo movie. It's it's Cheers. They just do Cheers, but instead of being set in a bar, it's set in Dex's diner. Like that's I, I think I think Dexter, people have Dexter had sweep. <laughs> the Dexter Jackson sweep. I I think that there's rumors. Like I don't think they're legitimate. I think they're mostly people who are trying to manifest it that he's gonna make a cameo in everyone. And I, I just keep on seeing them. And that, I, I would I'm love that, but I'd be sure. highly, highly, highly doubtful that that's going to happen. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he pulls out the little poison dart, and Dexter automatically knows where it is. We know nothing about this guy. Like, Dex is just, like, a diner owner, but somehow <laughs> he knows where Django Fett buys his his poison darts. Uh, and so he tells Obi-Wan what planet it's from. Obi-Wan goes to check the archives, and the archives are incomplete. They, like you they can't say find that they, it just doesn't exist. Right. The planet just doesn't exist. The librarian tried to gaslight him. Basically, yeah. <laughs> well, and and here's, here's another part of my issue with this movie. We could have stayed there with Obi-Wan and explored this plot in its entirety and then cut back to Anakin to explore his plot in its entirety and then they meet up at the end but that's not what we did instead we jumped back and forth for the whole movie and the Obi-Wan stuff uh, is so much more interesting what if we just didn't explore the Anakin stuff (laughs) you know honestly fine like like we need like two scenes from that we need the scene where Anakin has a nightmare about his mom and goes back to Tatooine and that well, I lied. That's it. That's the only scene we need from that. We need one, and we just keep cutting yeah, back but, and forth. Uh, but did you know that uh, in the scene where Obi Wan and Anakin enter the bar, Obi Wan states that Anakin will be the death of him. This is a reference to Darth Vader killing Obi Wan in Star Wars 1977. This is true. So, so we need a couple scenes. Well, I think Josh meant from the stuff after they separate. But I appreciate <laughs> no, your commentary. No. Man, George Lucas was planning ahead. <laughs> yeah, wow, he really knew. That's like four movies from now. Yeah, how did he know this? Um, so after Obi-Wan goes to check the archives and the librarian gaslights him, he we jump back to Anakin, and Anakin is still on the ship going to Naboo, where he Padme says, you're not allowed to love, because Jedi aren't allowed to love, which is stupid. It doesn't, like, why? What? What? They just made that up for this movie, and it doesn't make any sense. And it's dumb. Because they're they're like monks, because they wear robes, and and that's George Lucas could only think of one group of people that wear robes. He was like, yeah, I'll just I'll just make them exactly like monks, but they have, but they're like they have like swords. (laughs) But they have swords. (laughs) It's it's dumb, and I don't understand why they wanted to, because it doesn't affect the plot any. Anakin still marries Padme. The babies are still born. Like it doesn't affect anything. I, I I just don't, 
And it would be more, so like, I get like, oh, it's, uh, you know, so some religious nobles in various faiths are not allowed to marry. Okay, cool. But these, Jedi in these movies aren't presented as, you know, like religious leaders. They're yeah, presented they're, not, as they're not nobles, they're just police they're just officers. Like, they're like politicians. They're just like... They're just the cops. Like, they're just the galaxy yeah. cops. I've, I've never met a police force where the police aren't allowed to get married. It It's dumb and it's stupid and I don't like it. And Anakin's still like, but I could have sex with you. I'm allowed to have sex with you. I'm just not allowed to do that with anyone else. And she's like, no, that'd be weird. And then he gets really creepy again. Um, she, she she just keeps going like man this is this is the guy who is meant to protect me i think <laughs> right. he's gonna kill me it's like she says oh annie you'll be the death of me <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> she, 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 she just she just keeps going like I, I think this man might kill me can someone please come and help me? <laughs> she looks at and him it, and she says anakin our children are going to be the death of the empire. <laughs> and then, says, Anakin, you're going you're to force choke me on a lava planet. <laughs> what did George Lucas mean by this? And and so it, it at this also, point, we could explore this more. A, well, he doesn't to, to protect her. Doesn't he just take her to the guy who enslaved him as a child? Not yet. We get to that later. That that comes later. We'll we'll get there when we get there because that's also stupid. Um, because now we're jumping back to Obi Wan, and Obi Wan has gotten a little marble that can project the universe, and he goes to Yoda. Yoda training these kids, which is a super wholesome scene, and I really wish that's who Yoda was in these movies. Was just like this guy who trains a bunch of children because he's really cool in this older wise mentor roll uh until he's flipping like a frog at the end of the movie even though he walks with a cane and sometimes not with a cane sometimes he sits on a pillow and floats in the air because he's he's so old that he can't walk straight and later in the movie he's a giant flipping frog anyway he's really cool maybe the cane and the not walking straight isn't like an old person thing it's just like he's just like a pimp and that's just pimp walk maybe so um to where Yo he puts it up and he's asking Yoda these questions that small children can answer, but Obi-Wan can't figure out on his own. Um, so he, he projects the planets and he's like, well, all of the stars, they're being gravitationally pulled to this one planet, but there's no planet there. And then Yoda's like, hmm, yes, <laughs> child answer. And then the child's like, well, somebody probably erased the archives. And then Obi-Wan's like, oh, yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Oh my god, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Um, uh, and then we jump back to Anime and Padme, and they'd say and do some super boring stuff. And and they haven't eaten the pear yet. That's what I'm based that's the turning point in this this subplot. Or plot plot. It's not it's not it's not jumping the shark anymore. It's eating the pear yeah <laughs> when they eat the pear it's like that's when things that's when things get weird but we were there on Naboo for a bit and they say some things that are completely inconsequential about sand um and then we jump back to obi-wan again it's like it's like throughout this chunk of the movie it's just back and forth and back and forth and i really want to just focus on the obi-wan stuff but we keep jumping back to anakin and padme obi-wan finds the planet um and he lands on the planet 
And then we jump back, like we don't get to see the innards of the planet yet, because now we're jumping back to Naboo, and George Lucas writes the creepiest, weirdest romance I've ever seen. And, like, they're sitting, because they kissed earlier in the movie when they landed, and they're sitting at night, like, before bed by the fireplace, and Anakin's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm haunted by the kiss that you should have never given me. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> and she's like, she's like... Dude, it, it was a kiss on the cheek, like, what, <laughs> ten years ago? Our kids I, are going to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kids are going to do a I, lot more than that, actually. <laughs> no, 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 they kiss in this movie, like, like full-on make-out. And then she pulls away, and she's like, we can't do this because I'm a senator and you're a Jedi. And then later on, Anakin has just been focusing on this kiss, even though she said, number one... The kiss felt really forced because he leans in and she just stays like a plank. And then they embrace. And then this weird creepy scene happens where Anakin is borderline screaming at her because <laughs> he's haunted by her love. And she's like... This... He, he wishes he could wish away his feelings. Yes, he says that. That's a thing that he says. <laughs> That's and a real then, line. And then she's like, we can't, we can't do this. Like, this won't work. Like, this is impossible. And he's like, so you do have feelings for me. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, I guess so, maybe. And then... That, that's what that's I'm convinced that the whole, the whole Anakin-Padme relationship is just... George Lucas got rejected by some girl, and he's just... He's writing his, his, <laughs> the, the thoughts that he has and just, just projecting them onto Anakin and Padme. He's like, I'll show her. <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> this is how it should have gone. This, this, this is what we could have been. Like it, and then, and then his wife editing the movie is just over here in this, like, um, like oh, George, what? what? <laughs> um, I, I think we need to have a word. This is the movie that made her divorce him. She's <laughs> editing this movie, <laughs> and she's like, "Is this what goes on in your head?" Case. It's so bad. The dialogue here. Specifically, the romance stuff is so bad that there's no way Padme would have ever fallen for this guy. Like, ever. There's no way any human being could have ever fallen for this guy. It's so bad. Um, and then we jump back to Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan finds the clones or whatever, and then he FaceTimes the Jedi Council, and they're like, well, you gotta go find this Sifo-Dyas guy. Um, and then instead of finding the Sifo-Dyas guy, who we never find unless he's supposed to be Dooku. I really couldn't figure that out. Um, I, I think Sifo-Dyas was, uh, like, uh, he was a member of the Jedi Council, like, he was a legitimate one, but they just, they, they used his name because he was a dead Jedi Master, so no one was gonna, like... Right. It, it's like, it's like committing identity forge, you know? If you steal someone's identity who's still alive, they're gonna come questioning it. Mm. But if, if they're dead, you know... Right. right. See, that um, makes a little more I sense. Think... Um, so I think he turns off in an episode of Clone Wars. Oh, that's kind of neat. I guess. I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. So Anakin fights Jango. I think that happens here. Um, and it, it becomes somewhat... No, no, no. We jump back to Anakin. Because this is when Anakin realizes he has a nightmare about his mommy. And he's like, well, we've got to go save her. And Padme's like... Did, did, I, uh, did I ever explain how he knows that his nightmares are real? I know. Or is he just like... He's, it, uh, he's it, going it, off it, of a hunch. But this is just him being like, oh, 
I've never experienced a nightmare before, so I don't know what they are. So clearly this must be a vision. I'm assuming he's sensing it with the force. Like, that's the assumption I'm making. Right. right. Um, and so he goes and 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 tells Padme, he's like, hey, I can't stay here to protect you. You're going to have to come with me. We're going to Tatooine because my mom's sick. And so she's like, but, but they're going to kill me there. And he's like, doesn't matter. You're coming with me. And so he kidnaps Padme, and they go to Tatooine. Um, no, we have not done that yet. Because we have not eaten pears with a fork yet. Obi-Wan finds the clones. We cut back to Anakin, and there's this, like, this romance scene in a field. And it's like this, like, like just a bunch of romantic scenes in quotation marks. Because they're really weird. Anakin pretends to be dead at one point, and Padme freaks out because she thinks he's dead, and then he just like goes hoogity boogity, and then and then they laugh and roll around in a field, and then and then she goes to eat a pear. There's just a pear sitting on her plate, and she picks up a fork and knife to cut her pear to eat it with a fork. Why are we eating a pear with a fork? And then instead of letting her eat her food, she was a. She was a she was a queen. A it's a pear, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can I can see the the idea they're going for trying to make her you know very pretentious, being born into royalty. I it's guess it's a even pear. Elected Daniel, nobody <laughs> nobody eats a pear with a fork. And so the, the entire time, the entire time this is happening, like I don't even care about the pear with a fork. All I'm thinking is, everyone's on this mission where there's a ton of really 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 weird stuff going on and it seems very very like sudden and serious and uh, uh it, it like like something bad gonna happen in any moment and, and, and then just, just on a date in like a yeah and i keep seeing anakin on a, a field and anakin is like running around padme in a field with these weird like cow things and they're, they're having the time of their life and then it'll just cut back to obi-wan on this planet where it's constantly raining and there's <laughs> he's surrounded by people who he doesn't know one of which is trying to kill him, and he looks like every other person there. You're missing the point here. She's eating a pear with a fork. A fork. I'm going to start eating my pears with forks. And then she goes to take a bite. Like, she goes to cut it so that she can eat her dinner. I guess they're eating pears for dinner. <laughs> Look, she, they, she goes she to eat it, and the Anakin won't let her. He steals it from her. He steals the pear from her with the force, cuts it in midair, and then floats just a piece back to her so that he can take the rest for himself. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I think a pear's, uh, pear's, like, texture and consistency would work much better for, like, like you could eat it with, like, a spoon, like a grapefruit fruit spoon. Just, like, scoop into it. Yeah, know? or just hold it. <laughs> and bite it <laughs> no, no, like a well, sane person. That. that doesn't make any sense. And so he, he, he floats the chunk back over to her, and she just grabs the butt into this pear, stem, core, and all, and just sticks the whole thing in her mouth. She's eating the core and butt stem of this pear. Well, no, she's eating nothing, and then George Lucas CGI. <laughs> oh, yes, there. yes, that's true. <laughs> you think they thought it was like a, like a piece of chicken? <laughs> but George Lucas went to CGI the piece of chicken, and he's like, "This, this, this piece of floating meat through the air looks weird. Let's put in some fruit." <laughs> um, George, George Lucas was on set, and he just kept going. Like, 
and they had to try and make sense of what he was saying. <laughs> I, think, I think he wants. I think he wants, he wants a pair. I think he wants it to be a pair. Do pairs <laughs> exist in space? <laughs> I, yeah, I get, why not? I, I, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess we can't argue. With him. I mean, he just keeps pointing at this like bowl of fruit. <laughs> did he want us to? Do, what does he, he want us to do? With this? Throwing these, these wax pears at us. I don't, I don't know what that was. <laughs> he actually wanted to do like you know the thing where royalty they'll they'll have somebody hold their grapes and they'll just bite them off the vine. Mm-hmm. He actually wanted Anakin to do that with the Force, but instead he was just grunting and pointing at the bowl of fruit, and so they thought he was talking about the pear. <laughs> Um, <laughs> George Lucas was actually just trying to play Dexter Jetster. That, that's his entire. That's the entire reason he signed up for Star Wars in the first place. And then so, they took that away from him, so he's really pissed off, and he just went, "You know, I'm gonna get them eat really angry and angsty. <laughs> they, they're gonna have I to eat a pair." Away my feelings. <laughs> and, then, and then they went, oh, "Write that down. Write that down." <laughs> so at this point. We, Anakin decides to go to Tatooine to look for his mother and kidnaps Padme. We jump back to Obi-Wan, and he's fighting Jango Fett. Uh, it is also very evident, based off of just the movies, no comic books, no whatever, Jango Fett is significantly cooler than Boba Fett, um, because he actually does stuff. Like, Boba Fett just kind of stands around and gets killed. Uh, Jango Fett, even, even if you factor in the Boba Fett television series, where Boba Fett does nothing... Uh, Jango Fett is a cooler character than Boba Fett, and I will say that. I never, I never saw Boba Fett hang horizontally off of a pillar. Yeah, I never saw him shoot Batman things out of his arms and stick them into the side of a piece of metal. You know. Yeah. So I will, I will hey, say it. Jango Fett is a cooler character than Boba Fett. He's still really I'm, I'm, lame, but. But I was gonna say, I was gonna say, he may be but cooler. But he's also not characters. They just look cool. So, hey, do you remember that time George Lucas took a character who just looked cool and went, "Yeah, it's a whole religion actually. It's a, it's a, it's a terrorist group. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a cult, and uh, it's a race." And they just went, "Yeah, okay, right. sure, sure, man. I like looking at this Mandalorian helmet. Yeah, we see it a hundred more times." The so so Jango Fett escapes and he flies away in Boba Fett's starship. Um, and. Obi-Wan hops back in that really cool ship that's got the two pieces that break apart, which doesn't make any sense, but it's still really cool looking. And so they fly away. We cut back to Anakin on Tatooine. Uh, no, we're in the we're in the asteroid. No, we go back to Tatooine. I'm going it based off of my notes, but my notes are mostly insults for this movie. And so I'm basing the plot because like <laughs> the one before it was Jango Fett is cooler than Boba Fett. And then the one after it is Watto is the worst. <laughs> so I'm trying to base the plot <laughs> off of this. So we get back to Tatooine, which is, is, is a very pointless scene. It feels like the whole Anakin's mother subplot is just done to get us back on Tatooine. Um... And so we meet up with Watto, and Watto's like, little Annie, he's, he's, he's racist. He's a racist stereotype. And, um, which, as most of the people in this movie are, especially the ones that are holdovers from Phantom Menace. And so he explains... <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Phantom Menace is made of a real, like, racial hate. It, it's really bizarre in comparison to everything else. Yeah, very much so. Like, it's, it's very odd. Um, all the racist stereotypes in Phantom Menace. But anyway, Watto explains to Anakin... What do you mean by that? <laughs> Watto explains to Anakin that he sold his mother to a man who married her. Um, 
And so Anakin's right, like right. to to Lars, to the Lars man. To the Lars man. And Anakin doesn't celebrate this at all. He's in fact upset that Watto sold um him his mother out of slavery. The slave owner sold his slave. It's like he, it, he knew that. Yeah, it's like he's he's upset that he sold his, his slave out of ownership to to like I get it when you don't realize that the, the laws are very nice people who who are very lovely and deserve the best. But Watto but, tells Watto tells Anakin that the Lars man s- married her, and he's still right. mad about it. He's like, well, yeah, he's like, you're not my real dad, and he's like, he's like mad that his mom got married. If if someone just bought my mother and just, yeah, just that, married her because that, he bought her, like that, that'd be a little weird for me. Wait, that that that's going from the slave trade to the sex trade, and that, like that from <laughs> that part alone, I understand. Okay, but then when, when you when you contextualize it like that, I get it. When when he gets <laughs> there though, and he sees that they're lovely people, he's still mad. Yes, he, he's mad that they that she got captured by Tuscan raiders, as if like these farmers are going to do anything about it which after watching Boba Fett the whole scene with the Lars family is so funny because of the fact that like because of the fact that they're just racist like <laughs> they're, they're like oh these 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 people they live out in the sands they're beasts they're, they're... what does George Lucas mean by you people <laughs> you're getting ahead of yourself Josh because now that something interesting is happening with Anakin we've got to cut back to Obi-Wan doing nothing so Obi-Wan is tracking down Jango Fett on the planet Geonosis. Um, actually, I lied. It's not nothing. It's actually a really cool scene. The, the asteroid field scene where they're like going through the asteroids and Boba Fett's got these cool bombs that like suck in the universe around it. It's really cool stuff. Um, and the sound design is beautiful. And then after the asteroid field, which was like five, ten minutes, then we jump back to Tatooine. And that's when we meet the Lars family. And then after we meet them initially and find out that Anakin's mother has gone missing, we jump back to Obi-Wan where he finds the droid factory and Count Dooku shows up and then they put him in some straps. And then we jump back to Anakin um, and Anakin tracks down the Tusken Raiders and he kills them all. Even the women and the children, because he's a horrible racist, and the Larses are horrible racist, <laughs> and it's just weird. <laughs> and then we jump back to Obi Wan, and Obi Wan sends a message to Anakin, so that he can send it to the Jedi Council, despite the fact that they're really close to each other, and that's a plot point that they've made in this movie. But he doesn't have the signal to reach the Jedi Council, but Anakin has the signal to reach the Jedi Council. And so he forwards the message, and then the dumbest line in the whole movie happens. After, like, Anakin's really mad and angsty and upset about the death of his mother, and rightfully so. I mean, the dude, he, his mom just died in his arms. Like, I would be upset too. And Padme walks in the room and says, What's wrong, Anakin, after they just buried his mother? <laughs> like, like he's he's Wait, mad and whatever. Sad? Oh, little baby sad. His mommy's dead. He, he's mad and and whatever, and he's throwing things. And Padme, it sees all this happening, and she just looks at him and she says, "What's wrong, Anakin?" And I'm thinking, his his mom just died. Like, what do you mean? What's wrong? <laughs> like, he has every right to be angry. And then that's when he explains that he killed them all—the men, the women, and the children. 
Right, and she's and she's just like is seemingly fine with that. <laughs> yeah, well. if anything, yeah. no, she, she's, like, she she's very supportive of it. He's she's not allowed to be upset okay. until she finds out that he killed them, and then he's he's not his mother dying. You can't be upset about that. You murdering a bunch of people. That's what you need to be angry about. And then she just like consoles him and is not freaked out even a little bit. It's such a weird it's, movie. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that she's not freaked out, right? It's, that it's just that, she, that she's so freaked out that she's scared to say anything. <laughs> she's, afraid, that. she's afraid that he may slaughter her too if she <laughs> even like flinches. She, after that scene is when she starts loving him back. Like what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, man, I, I need me one like that. <laughs> she, she, she's the she's the epitome of the I can fix him kind of girl. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's so she, she weird. She hears this and she's like, she's like, I don't want to say anything because, uh, like, she just whispers in his ear before one enough. She just goes, "I think you might want to try therapy." <laughs> no, she wants to be his therapist. Um. So after this, after that scene happens, that's when they receive Obi Wan's transmission. They forward it over to the Jedi Council, and then Padme insists, even though she didn't want to come to Tatooine in the first place, that they go to help Obi Wan. Um, she didn't want to come to help Anakin's mother. She does want to go to help Obi-Wan, despite the fact that that puts her in more danger. So she goes, and Anakin follows, because if Anakin goes, then it's his fault. But if she goes, it's not his fault. Whatever. Um, so she they, they go to help Obi-Wan on Geonosis. And then, now that these two characters are together, and we can have one cohesive plot, now we decide to cut back and forth to the Jedi oh, Council I and the vote. I also, I just want to say, because while we're on Genosis, Genosis is quite possibly the ugliest planet I have ever seen. Yeah, it is. Like, like, like not, not in terms of design, because I know in design it's meant to be kind of industrial and, like, dirty or whatever, but I mean the really bad CG fog effects that they just overlaid and set to screen on top of it that just never look good in any capacity. <laughs> they and don't it, move. <laughs> like, they're just like... <laughs> They don't move. And then Anakin and Padme don't even look like they're on the same set. Well, the blue it's screen really... in this movie for the whole thing is bad. And it's so weird to go from a movie that's as gorgeous as Phantom Menace. Because I will say, the, the CGI in Phantom Menace, though a little dated, it, 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 everything is matted in and fits really well. Like, you never feel like your characters aren't there. And I think, in big part, that's due to the fact that they filmed, you know, on location... But they don't do that entire. Like, there's some blue screen stuff in that movie that looks really good. But in this movie, it's... I don't know if it has something to do with it being shot on digital versus on film. I wouldn't think so. But this movie is really shot, ugly. It was shot in quarantine. Not not from not from a <laughs> pandemic or anything, but they, they just didn't want to be on the same set as George <laughs> They are Everybody had a... George Lucas is zoomed in to set... <laughs> um, Every single person working on this movie actually had an active restraining order against George Lucas. <laughs> uh, so we jump back to, and we're kind of winding down. Uh, at least you think so, but then there's another hour of the movie left. We're winding down plot-wise, but time-wise, we're not. This was the point. This was the point where I was like, okay, okay, finally it's come towards an end. And I looked at how long was left to go, and it said 55 minutes. Yeah, and I went off. Okay. Um. So. Uh, Palpatine is given emergency power by Jar Jar Binks because he's standing in for Padme. Bam, that is done. Now he can order a war to happen. 
Uh, then we jump back and we've got the horrible factory scene, which is so long and it's so bad. Um, Padme and Anakin are just jumping around in this factory, but C-3PO is there because we picked him up on Tatooine. Forgot to mention that. It's stupid that he's in this movie. Uh, his yeah, head... Yeah, remember C-3PO? His head gets put on a battle droid. <laughs> and his body gets a battle droid head put on it, so he has no control over his body or his or his but other it, body. It, it doesn't it doesn't make sense because right, so his body is being controlled by a battle droid head, which is fine, makes sense. But then when his head is on the battle droid, his head gets like corrupted and he's like kill the Jedi. It it doesn't I know it's meant to be a funny scene and I'm reading too much into it because it's a kid's movie, but I, I I would like consistent any kind of consistency because there has been none so far. Well, and it's like it's right, like had the head be the brain or whatever. I don't know. It's a frustrating, stupid scene, and then R two D two flies, <laughs> and I hate it. Stupid movie. R two D two flies, and I hate it. Um, where was that in the original trilogy? Did he lose his ability to fly? Why can R two D two fly yeah. now? It, it was like twenty years uh, later. He didn't download the the new update. He, he, he didn't get on Windows 11. So, uh, the factory scene happens, and it sucks. And then it turns out it was for nothing because Anakin and Padme get captured. And then this is when she confesses her love for him because she's like, well, I guess we're going to die, so if we're going to die, I might as well kiss you. So he kisses her. And then uh, the gladiator pit yeah, scene happens. The best the movie and With, we get the, the giant praying mantis <laughs> i was about to say this scene is pretty cool and it's got daniel's favorite I, character honestly, honestly all those all those little monster things like even though the cg was was you know pretty rough they, they were all pretty pretty interesting in their designs they, they were at least scary i well right. see you say that the, the, one of them is a red rhinoceros one of them is a giant bug and one of them is a cat like they're not super yeah. interesting design wise they're just bigger versions of real I mean, life not, animals it's, it's neat to see them yeah it is pretty neat i will say this is one of the better scenes in the better action scenes in the movie because most of them are bad and we'll get to the and worst also, action um, scene in just a minute it, it also a lot of this movie like a lot of this movie and in particular the soundtrack and in particular, the scene just reminds me of the fun Star Wars games that I'm a big fan of. Uh, this one in particular reminds me of Lego Star Wars 3 because it's the opening uh, level. And it's so fun to play that because as a kid, it, it's so cool to see this. And it doesn't look like it's on bad green screen because it's all stylized in Lego. And it's wonderful. And then you watch this movie and you go, oh, this is how Man, it I'm, I miss the Lego. <laughs> I miss the yeah, Legos. I, I really want to play Lego games after this. Um, so, at, during this gladiator scene, all of our good guys defeat the giant monsters somehow, for some reason, and then the racist stereotypes say, this is not how it's supposed to go, kill her or something. And so they send out droids, and then all the Jedi land, and it's this big, clunky scene where you can't make out who is who, but it's kind of neat, but at the same time, it's like... <sighs> this is the scene... Okay, this is the scene in the movie that made me think that they're not exploring the Jedi being bumbling idiots thing. Because they really hold their own for a pretty good amount of time. They're just outnumbered. Like, it's not like before where they literally didn't know what to do. They're doing a pretty good job in this fight. And um, then they all get cornered, and uh, Count Dooku's like, well, I guess that's the end of the Jedi. 
And then Yoda in a spaceship just lands with a bunch of clones. And the clones save the Jedi. Um, and then R2-D2 fixes C-3PO. So that, that, that little C-plot, that has been, that has been ni- nicely wrapped up in a little bow. Because C-3PO is now C-3PO again. This is what I mean, though. Like, okay, so Yoda comes in with the clones because he decided to use them because they were losing this war. Fine. Makes sense from their part. Okay, I get it. You kind of have to turn to, to other resources to win a war. But then why do you offer the clones in the first place when it's very clear that you could have just killed all the Jedi there and then and then won? You would have won. Palpatine had the power. I mean, the yeah, they Jedi were all dead. there. Like, and even if it wasn't all the Jedi, it was at least all the trained Jedi. So all you have left is a bunch of younglings and kids who you could just round up and indoctrinate because that's what right. the Jedi were doing. And all you have to do is take those cool droids with the shields and send them to the send them to the training grounds to kill the kids. But then you don't get Darth Vader, and you don't get that cool scene where the Separatists are retreating and hand count Dooku the Jedi plan or the Death Star plans. Um, the 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 battle goes on for for way too long as the Separatists are retreating. Like it's such a long, boring battle, and I don't care about any of it because I want this movie to be over. Um, Obi-Wan goes to fight Count Dooku in a scene that is so much less cool than the Darth Maul fight from Phantom Menace. Like, it's, like, comparatively, it feels like this one was made for early 2000s TV and that one was made today for a movie. Like, it's, ah, it's so bad. Obi-Wan gets defeated, Anakin comes in, and then there's just these scenes where they're just, like, Flat shots, flat portrait shots of their face with blue lights and red lights spinning <laughs> right. around them. It, 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 like it, <laughs> the only way I've ever seen that done well is they intercut that with a scene from uh, Empire Strikes Back that's kind of similar with Luke and Darth Vader, but that had actual choreography. And it, it, I was like, "Oh wow, that was cool." If I'm sure George Lucas intended for that to happen when he wrote that scene and shot it 20 years later. But the the portrait shots with the lightsaber fights have always been like lightsabers clash, then we cut to somebody's face and it's glowing blue. This is no lightsabers are touching; they're just spinning them, like they're just spinning them around. And it <laughs> like it, it, it it's a, it's a naked gun gag. Like you show that, and then you cut to the outskirts, and they're both on the opposite sides of the room, just. Been in their lightsaber. Well, it's the right, thing that's it's that, but completely unironic. They they did that in. Uh, George Lucas did this gag as a joke in Indiana Jones, like where the guy's spinning the sword and it's got the portrait shot of his face and the sword spinning around and then Indiana Jones just pulls mm-hmm. out his gun and shoots the guy. Like that was a joke then, but now he's he's being serious. And then Anakin loses his arm, and then Yoda shows up and it's lame. And even though Yoda walks with a with a cane and floats around on a pillow because he's so old he can't move, he starts like doing all these flips and he's flipping over Dooku's head and he's behind him and now he's in front of him and now it's whatever and then the rocks fall and and then uh, I fast forwarded through the scene just a little bit. I fast forwarded through a lot of the end of this movie, um, and then they lose and Dooku escapes and Yoda uses the force to pick his cane back up again. And then he limps over to Anakin and Obi-Wan. Our good guys are fine. We cut to the Jedi council. Uh, and then Yoda says, begun the Clone War has. And then Anakin and Padme get married for some reason. Roll credits. Um, and then the post credit scene is, uh, <laughs> is 
Nick Fury turning up and asking Anakin <laughs> if he wants to join the Joker initiative. It's like... <sighs> um, This movie sucks. I've got a list of things that I hate, Josh. I don't know if you did one for this one. I, I, didn't I, I also did a list of things I hate, but it's it's only one long, and it just says this movie. <laughs> I thought about that, but I uh, that was my first one, but then I, I actually had five. Um, I, I didn't keep a list of things I hated. I just thought, I really don't like anything in this movie this other movie, than the music. This movie is bad. I like the sound design a lot. Um, but other than that, there's no there's nothing good. But there are things that I hate more than other things. Number one in this list is the forgiven the forbidden love plot. It's stupid, it doesn't make any sense, and, and it doesn't really add any tension to any of these movies. Like, you, you get the sense that it's supposed to, but it doesn't. Like, no tension is added because they're not supposed to be together, because everybody knows that they're together. You know? Like, like it's not a secret. Um, Like, Obi-Wan in this movie talks about Anakin's feelings for Padme. Like, it's not, it's not a big secret. So, it it's pointless, and it's dumb, and I don't like it. Uh, the field love scene on Naboo, I don't like that one, um, because it's stupid and I don't like it, and Anakin pretends to play dead, and then he jumps out and he goes, oogity boogity, I kind of like that part, don't like that scene. Um, Boba Fett being a clone is something that I don't like because it also adds nothing, and it just seems like George Lucas being like, oh, but what if Boba Fett was a clone? And it's like, fine. Um, number four on the list, and this really is the number one thing in this movie that I don't like. Don't eat a pear with a fork. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. And it doesn't make sense, and I hate it. Quit eating pears with forks. Who's eating a pear with a fork? Uh, and then number five on this list is R2-D2 flying, because it feels like it could have solved so many issues in earlier and later movies if he could have just done that the whole time. And apparently he could. And it's frustrating. Uh, so that's my list of five things that I hate. Number six would be this movie, because I hate this movie. This is easily... We had the conversation about, a long time ago. What about Yoda ago. flipping and spinning? That wasn't on your list. Uh, yeah. It should be. But I think at that point, I was just trying to finish so that I could get through this movie. Um, apparently apparently that scene, they, uh, originally, they weren't meant to use lightsabers at all. It was just supposed to be like a force fight. See, I would have been George cool Lucas with that. Wasn't yeah, no, that would be great if George Lucas was creative enough to actually do that. It's like, and Dooku even says that. He says the line, he's like, It seems like our battle cannot be won based off of knowledge of the Force, but rather our skills with a lightsaber. And then Yoda just like grabs out his little tiny chode lightsaber and then starts <laughs> flipping around Count Dooku. Why, do, why does Yoda have a, a smaller lightsaber? I don't know. <laughs> The Jedi is sizest. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm, convinced, I'm, I'm convinced that every single thing in this movie is just like a big practical joke to everyone else. Like, like Django, the, the, the bounty hunter that Django said was just a practical joke to him and Palpatine. The, the lightsaber was just a practical joke from the <laughs> Jedi Council. All the like, other hey, Jedi Masters, they're just like, Let, let's just give him like one of the little kids and see if he even says anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! I found one of these training lightsabers in, in the, the Padawan dens or whatever. Do you think it, do you think you'll notice if we 
if we just throw them in this. Pa- I'm going to switch out. It's going to be funny, man. It's going to be funny. Padme, <laughs> Padme marries Anakin as a joke. Like, he's just bullying him. It's, somebody <laughs> dared her. Somebody, somebody from Naboo was like, hey, I bet you won't ask that, ask that Anakin guy to marry you. He's such a loser. And, but then he said yes and just went along with it. So she has to commit because she knows that he'll kill her if, if she doesn't. <laughs> That's that's what I was gonna say. It started off as a joke, and she was like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'll just I'll divorce him when all of this blows over." And then he just he committed genocide. And she's like, "I, you know, I want to break up with him, but I can't." Just like a straight up racist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She like she knows that uh, the 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 Tuscan maiders or whatever they they have their own language and stuff, and they speak to people. And she goes to his home, basically, with his new family. And then we're just like, oh, they, they don't speak. They don't say anything. They just live out in the desert and take all our stuff. And she has I'm, to keep I'm her really mouth shut. I'm surprised that 4chan and the, the incels on there never never took to Anakin as a, as a literally me <laughs> character. Because he's just an autistic racist. I think <laughs> that was a little early. He was, pre- he was the He was the OG. <laughs> He, he was ahead of his time. If this movie came out today, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Which, that, that, that brings me to a thing. A lot of people defend these movies because I think the, the you know the prequels had this new era of recognition from people who want to pretend they're, they're uh, un- understood masterpieces. Well, and it's, it's, like, it's, 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 I it's people who are nostalgic for them. It's people who who that's the Star Wars that they grew right. up on. It, it, they, they the the way I always notice it is prequel prequel subreddits. Like prequel meme subreddits have gone from, hey, the prequels are these badly written kids' movies, so let's poke fun at them, to these movies are un- misunderstood masterpieces that are the best of the best of the best. And I don't I don't hold any of these against, like in particular Hayden Christensen, because I think he is a genuine solid actor. He just got given the worst direction possible yeah, from a man who doesn't know how to make a movie. I'm on, on Obi-Wan. So oh, yeah, same. I think. Hopefully redeem himself as that character. I think he will be fantastic on everyone because they have people who know <laughs> how to make a character. Right? They'll be like, <laughs> "Do you think he read the script?" And he just went, "Oh, thank God!" Oh, I don't have to say I hate sand. <laughs> I'm sure he re- he re- wish away my feelings. He said, I-, "I need to read the script before I sign on to do this. I need to know what I'm <laughs> what I'm getting myself into." His his first script. They went, "Hey, so uh, we're making this Obi-Wan show. We want you to come back, Darth Vader." Um, would you would you be interested? And his first question immediately was just, is George Lucas involved in this? <laughs> well, okay, so we say that, but it seems like he had a really good time making these oh, movies. I, I'm sure he did. He got paid like 50 million for these, right. I assume. So, so here's my thing. Like, I understand liking Phantom Menace, and I think it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I think I understand liking, um, what's the next one called? I, I, I like it. Rise of I, the I Empire or whatever. Yeah. Um, I enjoy Revenge of the Sith. Um, I, so, I, I get that. This movie, even with nostalgia in mind, unless you just haven't seen it and you're basing it all off of the memories you have as a kid and you haven't watched it in 15 years, there's there's no way you legitimately like this movie. Like, there's none. Because there's nothing good in this movie. And, and it's it sucks. <laughs> like, this movie is so bad. And I've met people. I've had conversations with people who defend this movie. And I just, I, I do not see how. It doesn't make sense. The special effects are not good. The acting is not good. The, the dialogue is not good. 
the 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 sound design is great and the music is great. But if you're basing your opinions on a the movie, gi- the giant praying mantis is also pretty. The good, giant great, praying mantis is cool. <laughs> the only way I can see that people would enjoy this movie is if it's based off of pictures and clips that they've seen recently and their memories of watching it as a two year old. Right. Um. That, I mean, that, that's what it is. It's a lot of people who haven't seen these movies in years and years and years, uh, and have gone like, "Oh, these are these are great things when I was kids." Which they, for a kid, it is. Because as a kid, I liked this. I was like, "Oh, fun, pretty colors and cool, cool." Uh, the the little green fellas jumping around. The <laughs> little green fellas doing backflips. Nice. I was like, "Oh, wow, this is fun." And, you know, as an adult, I watch it and go, this movie is so poorly made on every technical <laughs> level. Rich Evans as a kid, is famously quoted it, as saying that this is the worst movie ever, budget for budget. <laughs> so, like, dollar for dollar, this is the worst movie ever made. And I don't know that I can disagree with that after sitting through it. Well, so... When it comes to bad movies, I like to believe I have a, a mild amount of, of I, I say expertise. I just watch a lot of bad movies. <laughs> I've watched a lot. I've watched a lot of cheap movies. Some of the some of the bomb of the battle stuff. Things that get made for ten thousand dollars and put on Amazon Prime that look like just the worst thing you've ever seen. And even those are more entertaining than this. I've watched The Happening every week <laughs> for the last three years, and it is more entertaining. Attack of the <laughs> Batman can get this information out of me. I, it, 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 but this this movie, like this movie, isn't even fun to to watch and be like, oh man, this is so stupid. It's just boring. It it's goes beyond so the point of being funny boring. bad. Like 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 there are movies that are funny bad. It goes beyond that point to the point where it if if they had toned down the bad just a little bit, it would have been funny. But here it's just frustrating. This movie, you take the Star Wars label off of this, you get rid of the the lightsabers, and you get rid of the name, the term Jedi, and you release this movie theatrically. This, this movie even without, without the Star Wars title, this movie is just that one. Um, it was like the Channing Tatum movie where he was like part dog. But oh, it's worse. Um, it's Jup- this is worse Jupiter's than that movie or something. Jupiter, Jupiter ascending. Yeah, it's just that movie. It's but this is <laughs> this one's worse. Like this is a worse movie than that. This this one doesn't know, have that. This one doesn't have. Uh, it doesn't have Eddie Redmayne doing a voice. <laughs> it's this movie is completely forgotten to time, if you take the name Star Wars off of it, because it would have been so bad that nobody saw it. Like like ad campaign, everybody would have been like, oh, this movie looks kind of cool, and then they would have went and seen it, and and word of mouth would have killed this movie instantly. It, the. We wouldn't be talking about I, this movie if it weren't yeah, Star Wars, I, I, because nobody would, would remember love, it. I would love to see this movie released today. Like, you know, instead of releasing these movies in the mid-2000s, they didn't do anything. They they, they even... Because also, a lot of reason why uh, people like the prequels is the Clone Wars, because the Clone Wars are basically doing what the, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett are doing now, where they're taking these movies that weren't incredibly well received and going okay so we'll touch them up and we'll add a bit more lore and we'll, we'll flesh them out a little bit and it, it's a great idea i think it's fantastic it's the best thing you could probably do but a lot of people forget that if before clone wars you just had these three movies and it it, it is not a good trilogy <laughs> and even then clone wars helps a lot when it comes to uh revenge of the sith 
because most of Revenge of the Sith goes off the idea that they've been at war for 10 years or whatever. But this movie, there's really nothing between one and two that kind of gives you the ability to flesh that out. So when, when Obi-Wan and Anakin are trying to be buddy cop duos and like, oh, Anakin, you're always doing this. Like, I, there, there's no Is sense Is he always that. doing this? We've yeah, never seen him. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen him do this. And if he yeah, keeps doing this, he's going to die. Like, if he keeps doing these things, <laughs> there's no way he makes it. He almost crashed your speeder into a building, Obi-Wan. <laughs> he just he straight up nearly killed both of you. He like, murdered an entire isn't... village of human beings. It doesn't... Nothing in this movie makes any sense. And nothing in this movie is good. <laughs> like, except for the Dex's diner scene. Nothing in this movie is compelling. Nothing in this story really... Like, Phantom Menace's biggest problem is everything that happens happens to advance the plot. And that makes the movie very predictable and repetitive. But it's got some cool scenes. It's got s some great stuff in it. Whatever. There's n this movie, the scenes don't even happen to advance the plot. The plot just advances without the scenes happening. And it's like, <laughs> this movie is so frustrating to me. Because unlike Phantom Menace, I can't see what this was supposed to be. Like with Phantom Menace, I could see the little changes that could have happened to make that a better movie. With this one, I straight up can't. Like, I can't see what this movie was going for or what it was trying to do. I, I I hate this movie. We had the conversation a while back, like, which is worse, this movie or Rise of Skywalker? And I went with Rise of Skywalker before, because I had just seen it, and it was frustrating, and it was annoying because of the lack of potential. And I was like, well, there was just a lot of missed potential there, man. Like, this, like that movie could have been great, whatever, whatever. But after actually sitting down and watching this movie, there's no way I think that. Like, I could watch oh, no. Rise of Skywalker tomorrow, and I would think, man, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened because this movie is so bad and makes so little sense. It's, 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 it is easily the worst thing Star Wars has ever done. I think. Oh, absolutely. It, there, there's like, there is nothing worse than Star Wars than this. There's, like there's what there may be worse Clone Wars episodes, but even those are just kind of at least they do something. They they move a character or a story on, and they're only right, twenty minutes that's, long. That's like an episode of a show. Yeah, like that's different <laughs> yeah. from a, a feature length movie, a blockbuster this, film. This movie is like it's like two and a half hours long. This movie is my Joker moment. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is my Vader moment. This movie, this movie broke me. It's it's bad. All right, so final thoughts, Daniel. What what are your final thoughts on this movie? Even though you didn't just sit and watch it like us. Uh the praying mantis that was big. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Uh -huh. Is that it? Um, That's all you got. Um, I wish I could wish away this movie. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any more trivia or was it just the one line is that the only piece of trivia you had uh, no that, that, that's it I have a piece of trivia what uh, is it Josh in the scene where Obi-Wan is chasing Django uh, through the asteroid field and he hides on one of the asteroids uh, George Lucas would go on <laughs> to say that that scene is what taught Boba Fett how Han Solo hides from him in Empire Strikes Back
So he lied. He just straight up lied. (laughs) (sighs) No. What are you you trying to say? You're saying that George Lucas is a hack and he didn't actually think that ahead? Yes. Is this the the one where you can see the Millennium Falcon or is that Empire's Return of the... No, I think think that's Revenge of the... Revenge of the Jedi. Jedi. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's Revenge of the Sith. Okay, well, we'll talk about that next week. Um, I can't. Keep... And I may actually watch that one. Do it. We'd love to have you on. I might. And then we got a special announcement after next week's episode about some cool things that are coming up with the season two of the podcast. We wanted to do this prequel discussion leading up to um, Obwan Kenobwan. Um, but we're gonna. Yeah, this is name. We, we've got some cool stuff that we, me and Josh, have been talking about, and, and possibly Daniel. We'll talk to him about it after we're done recording. Um, uh, don't watch this movie unless you want to. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, I hate don't it. Watch, just don't watch this. Movie. Don't watch. Don't this watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like why? <laughs> you are if if you you have two opinions towards yeah you have three opinions towards this movie you either don't care in which case continue doing that it's the best option you either hate this movie like us in which case I'm sorry don't watch it you'll never want to see it again or you love this movie in which case don't watch it live in blissful ignorance <laughs> just like Josh's yes. sister continue to love this movie don't watch it and realize that you actually hate it <laughs> just like Josh's sister who's right. very intrigued by the horrible like, horrible sexual assault that happens in this movie a woman into she, she, also, she also hasn't seen this movie in like uh, 10 plus years so yeah no she should that, that, that way, way. <laughs> all right I, I'm, I'm gonna keep it that way <laughs> if you're watching on youtube episodes drop a week early on our streaming platforms which is spotify itunes google play all of the the places um we will see you on the very next episode of Simi Pro. I'm trying to get out of here as quick as possible because I'm done talking about this movie. And remember, uh, there is a giant uh, praying mantis. There is. Well. Watch that scene. So don't, watch, don't watch the movie, but look up the scene of Obi-Wan fighting the giant praying mantis because it's cool. All righty. We'll see you next time.